0: Welcome to the Queensland Energy Club podcast series, Energy Talks. Just one note before we start today, the views and opinions in this podcast belong to the people expressing them and not to the companies or organisations they're a part of. I'm Sally Levis, the Managing Director and Founder of the Queensland Energy Club. I'm delighted to be sharing the booth today with Matty Malcomarki, founder and chairman of the board of Hysomite TCD Technologies in conversation with Conrad Gowden, founder and CEO of o Pacific and podcast host Dan Brown, global co-head of energy and partner with law firm Ashurst. Welcome gentlemen.
1: Thanks so much, Sally. It's great to be here.
0: For today's podcast, Maddie will discuss hysemite and how it could kickstart Australia's hydrogen aspirations. On that note, I'll hand over to you now, Dan, to introduce Maddie and Conrad and further the conversation.
1: Maddie Conrad Great to have you guys here today with the uh, Queensland Energy Podcast, Energy Talks. Thanks so much for making space to join us to um, help our listeners learn everything about hydrogen and, and your organisation, Hycomite. So, welcome. Thank you. Um, Maddie, how long ago were you in Finland? How many days ago did you arrive? Uh, I, I arrived here on, on Monday morning. Well, welcome to Australia. So as part of preparing for this podcast I thought I'd just do a little bit of research around what Finland is famous for. Mm-hmm. Uh, by all reports, Finland is the happiest country in the world. Now that surprises us as well.
2: <laughs> 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 so I think in in a, in a big picture Finland is actually quite good place to live. Uh, yeah. So that we we do have a good education system and everybody's getting a fair chance for, you know, developing the things and so forth. So perhaps that's the way. Yeah. I don't know. I actually personally have lived there only for the last two years almost, so it was 15 years in, in Germany before that that time. And when I came back to Finland, I saw that there are a lot of things that actually are better in Germany, but but Finland is
1: still, you know, doing pretty well. Yeah. And do you think that education helps create this hub of innovation Around um, you know new technologies and entrepreneurship that sort of really drives or puts a dent in a whole <clears> bunch <throat> of technologies and development in the universe. Yeah, so that's, that's actually a good point. You know, to Maddie's point about education. I mean, one of the things that I that that really I, I thought, wow, that's great. You know, Townsville I think is building a a hydrogen mm. course at their local town. Yeah, yeah. You know, And I thought, God, that's great. Yeah, incredible, isn't that's it? That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's that's forward thinking. You know? Yeah yeah
2: Finland is actually quite famous for the startups that what yeah. we have so we have a surprising lot of startups uh combined to the size of the nation yeah and uh quite a few of them are actually pretty big uh and and so forth so they are there's perhaps a good possibility uh, possibilities in Finland to you know be an entrepreneur in that yeah. sense it's it's easy so that we have a good system so that when you are establishing a company uh you can get some some um, product development loans guaranteed by the government and so forth. So that is that is actually quite quite good structure that what we have, yeah. and it is uh, so that the the uh, everybody is pushing forward. So that if you're a startup entrepreneur, you are not a weirdo
1: or something yeah. like that. You're yeah. so yeah. actually yeah. something that people are saying that yeah, that's good good thing. Yeah. And so, when we go back to your childhood, mm-hmm. you grew up 600 kilometers outside of Helsinki uh, mm-hmm. in a in a place called Oulu, if I pronounced that correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've lived uh, two times abroad from Finland, so in
2: UK and in Germany. And um, ever since I graduated from the university, it's been like clear to me that, okay, I need to do international business and, you know, be there where it happens,
1: but still have a home base in Finland. So that's... Yeah. And so, clearly you're here in Australia right now. I imagine you're here for a purpose. Like, what's, what's brought you... Here to Australia, other than to catch up with Conrad and, you know, re- <laughs> re- rekindle this amazing partnership that you have. Yeah, well, um, I have family here. So, yep. so um,
2: my great uncle came here on, on 1959 and um, I, I
1: wanted to come here with my daughter. Yeah, so. great. And so look, when we fast forward to that time in sort of like 2020 or uh, late 2019 when you had that kind of brain spark around creating Heikomite. And, mm-hmm. and, and maybe before we sort of get into the details around that actually, um, why is it that we're talking about hydrogen today? Why is there such intense interest and focus around the hydrogen market?
2: I think that um, hydrogen, so to say, boom or revolution, if you have a look at where it started, it started in Japan, yep. how, I,
1: how I would put it. So, there's a lot happening in the hydrogen space, but what's something that you're really excited about that's a bit off the beaten track, a little bit novel, that's not really getting a lot of attention at the moment?
2: Yeah, well, I think that, um, <clears throat> I mean, hydrogen, and as what I said, uh, for decarbonizing industry, so this is our mission. But what we have also seen that our technology can open some new doors. And, and one of the doors that we recently opened together with our partner Verzilla, uh, they are an OEM for, for making uh, maritime engines, um, was to decarbonize the maritime industry, and this is this is actually quite exciting because the maritime industry has like uh, you know four cleaner fuels, if you will. They are the LNG, the synthetic methanol, uh, ammonia, and and hydrogen, and they are all not problem free. So, being a startup entrepreneur, we don't know anything about the maritime industry and, and knowing all the standards and regulations that are there, so that this is this is not nice. But they. Um, they are professionals on, on their yeah, own field. Yeah. And they, they came to us, they, they literally sent a busload of engineers to our facility in Kokkola. Uh, we are only like 150 kilometers apart. Yeah. So, so um, they had, had a look on, on the technology and proposed that, okay, why don't we do an, you know, an LNG ship? I mean, it can be an LNG you know tanker, but it can also be a passenger ship that, that uses LNG as a, as a fuel. And then we make our reactor so that it can be used on a ship and turn that natural gas into hydrogen as the ship sails. Yeah, wow. And then, <laughs> then, 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 then run, run the, the, the uh, ship with the hydrogen, and, and when the ship is in the next harbor, you just pump out the carbon and off you go again. And this is something that has raised a lot of interest in the maritime industry, and there's there's a lot of companies that are... Approaching on that that one as, at at yeah. the moment because it could, you know, mean that the, the whole, for the, for example, the cruise industry mm. could be CO two free. Okay. So you you are not making any any CO two emissions on a ship. So that when you know you run uh, the ship uh, on the seas, then then the propulsion fuel would be the, the uh, hydrogen. And when it comes to the uh, harbor, you can use fuel cells or something like that one to have the so called hold load yeah. run. Provided also with the
1: hydrogen, so that is that is quite, yeah, quite That's incredible. Exciting. Yeah, yeah, and if you could deal with the emissions from the karaoke on yeah. those <laughs> cruise ships, maybe maybe we might might get some second, more traction. But second um, biggest source of carbon, second biggest source of carbon emissions. <laughs> and, and in terms of the opportunities for hycomite in mm-hmm. Australia, mm-hmm. if you were to kind of close your eyes and think about like the the best. Applications and clients for your technology and your business in the Australian context. Who are they? What do they look like? <clears throat> well, there are several com- um,
2: several companies and several possibilities to what we have. So that um, practically, you can think that everybody that uses natural gas now. Yeah. So it's from power generation to uh, industry, whatever yes. kind. Uh, because, for example, if you take the power generation, they can. Actually, even already now use technology that that can utilize say twenty percent hydrogen as yes. a mixture in yeah. the, in their natural gas and we can we can provide them that and the same time what we do so that we are starting to produce the hydrogen, we need to start producing the the business for the for the carbon as well
1: yeah
2: and typically uh when you talk to these customers that want to use the carbon as well, they are all seeing that this you know it's not like a like a something that is away from their business it's like adding you know new business yeah. possibilities yeah. and so forth so
1: yeah
0: you've been listening to energy talks by the Queensland Energy Club if you've enjoyed what you've heard so far you'll be thrilled to know that the full length interview will be available to podcast subscribers To become a subscriber is simple. Just go to the podcast page at qldenergyclub.com.au and sign up to become a podcast subscriber. Thank you for listening to Energy Talks by the Queensland Energy Club.